Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Magic Pisces Podcast, episode 73. I thought I was up to 80, but it's 73. 10,180 downloads. Thank you for being part of it. Appreciate it. I'm trying to figure out the... Give me a second. Okay, I had to fix my headphones. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out what has a more episodes be downloaded than others. So two, two episodes ago, there were like 260 downloads, and then it was like 80, and then it was like 50. And there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. Um, sometimes I've released episodes like three days in a row, and they get a lot of downloads. Sometimes I've released episodes, you know, two days in a row and they get barely any. Sometimes I've waited a month and then the one that I waited a month to release gets a lot. Sometimes I'll release one right after that and the day after that also gets a lot but, or it gets none. So it's it's really tricky. I think probably if I was coaching myself and I said, Dave, what might it be? I would probably say consist- consistency. It's probably consistency. Consistently releasing and I'm working on producing the podcast more, which is a bitch. I mean, you you get why a company, um, you know, like a like a a company. Like, I don't even want to say CNN, but a company like CNN would. I mean, they just have teams and teams of people producing the news. Um, and so I'm just trying to have like two or three sources that I'm citing on a consistent basis it's a, it's a it's a real challenge so if i was coaching myself again i said what might it be i would say consistency and integrity so like integrity of research or integrity of production production integrity so the magic pisces podcast i actually do all the music i do all the editing i do all the recording so you know i'm, I'm a bit of a producer <laughs> bit of a podcast producer i'm the what, what's the word? I'm the creator and producer of the Magic Pisces podcast. That sounds important, doesn't it? It is important. This is important stuff. Speaking of important, I went to the, I found a Mr. Miyagi of acupuncture. I was, I, this guy from one of my recovery gatherings, my shoulder's been out for like three weeks. It was not getting any better. And I was starting to really be bummed about not being able to surf. And I ran into this guy at the coffee shop. He's like, check this, this, Check out, check this guy out. You know, he gives me this name and this guy's phone number. And then another person recommends this person to me within one day. And I call him up and he got me in the next day. He could have gotten me in within like a half an hour, but he got me in the next day and I go in and it's, it's like in the back of this office park, like tucked away in the back of this office park. And I walk in and there's just this little award. It's like best acupuncturist award. And it's scotch taped to the reception desk with like seven pieces of scotch tape on each corner of the the award. It's just taped on. And I'm, I walk in, I'm just like, I saw that and I was like, this is my acupuncturist for life. It was like the cheapest acupuncture I've ever gotten. And I want to say I was in and out within waiting included because they forgot me in the waiting room. (laughs) They overlooked me in the waiting room. I was in and out in maybe like 22 minutes. And he just comes in and, you know, I've had like very intense massage work done on my shoulder. And then I was getting ready to go to this very expensive special sports surf chiropractor. I might still go see that person anyway, but like, you know, there's just this and I'm like, haven't been doing anything with it for the last 
three weeks and have been, you know, rubbing CBD oil on it every day and like essential oils and switch my diet all around and, you know, all this stuff. And Mr. Miyagi comes out and he just kind of like lays me down on his table and sticks a sticks his finger in my neck and he's like that's the problem like that's the problem i'm trying to do a mr miyagi impression david devison that's the problem he's like this 85 year old guy who's got like one of those like you know those cowboy those cowboy necklaces with like the like native american men wear them sometimes it's like a tie with the you know the two tassel things sort of hanging down and the piece of silver he just looks like this he just has this mystical vibe to him i'm just like who in the hell is this guy you know and he lays me down on the table and jams a couple needles in me like they do in acupuncture acupuncture is amazing right sticks sticks one in my neck and then like three or four in my shoulder and one in like my bicep walks away comes back 10 minutes later pulls the needles out he's like okay you're fine and then he grabs my arm and just starts violently moving it around. And I was like, as he started moving it, I was, you know, I was anticipating this agonizing pain. And the the point the 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 point at which the pain would have occurred and the 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 motion, it just it just went right through it. You know, like it, my arm just started moving smoothly. And he was like, "Okay, you okay, Davidson? You can go surfing today." And I was like, "Whoa, Mr. Miyagi!" You know, so I went surfing today, and at first it was a little sore. But he told me, he's like, you know, the more like, it, it'll be a little sore at first, but the more you paddle, the stronger, you're, the stronger you'll get. And that's exactly what happened. Like, it just got stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm like, this is magical Mr. Miyagi. He said some other things that I'm not even going to put in this podcast because I don't want to get canceled regarding some of the things that I talk about that I could be canceled for. It's freaking hilarious. Anyway, Asago Acupuncture, Encinitas. This episode of the Magic Pisces podcast is brought to you by Asago Acupuncture Associates in Encinitas, California, in the back of the business park off Encinitas Boulevard. But um, all kinds of stuff happening. How's your life? What inspires you? What do you want to do with it? Inspire in spirit. Messages downloaded from God inspiration plus integrity equals infinity. So inspiration, God tells you to do something or gives you an idea that you should do something or gives you like a little hunch or a nudge, a little poke from the universe, whatever you want to call it. You say, hey, that would be a good idea. And then your job is to see that idea through, to take that idea that was downloaded into your consciousness from that higher power, he, she, universe, God, whatever, your higher self, whatever it is you want to refer to it as, and then you go do it. Like one day I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I did it. The first podcast was like, I'm just, all I have is this gnarly story. I'm just going to tell it. Okay, great. That podcast had like 25, 29,000 downloads, the Addiction and Redemption podcast. So we're slowly catching up with that one. Um, but that was integrity. That's you having to see the inspiration through. Now, what's out of integrity with the Magic Pisces podcast? Consistency. What also is out of integrity? accuracy. So I wasn't always saying accurate things or I wasn't necessarily citing information responsibly. Doesn't mean I can't still get on the microphone and talk shit. Doesn't mean that you can't. <laughs> Actually, with considering what's been going on with Joe Rogan, you might not be able to get on the microphone and talk shit for too much longer. They might come after you, which sort of 
was leading me into this. This is the thing about Rogan. Rogan is an inspired human being. I just got somebody just texted me. A friend of mine just texted me. India Ari has come forward, and apparently they have a bunch of sound bites or clips. A thirty-second clip of Joe Rogan using the singer also included a thirty-second video of Rogan saying the N-word over and over again throughout the years, openly on several podcasts and interviews. So. Apparently, Joe Rogan's just throwing the N-word around, and so India Ari is removing her music from Spotify. You got Neil Young removing his music, and then Joni Mitchell. Now, I guess I kind of like I kind of like Neil Young. I like uh, what's the album with um, with Helpless? That was as uh, actually um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, but Helpless. It's on the album Deja Vu, which is legit. And then I. He's got, I've just never been a huge Neil Young fan. His music has never really moved me. I always respected him as a guitar player and as a songwriter. I mean, that song um, about the needle and the, the, the needle and the damage done. I mean, once in a while, I pull up that song and I just think about my life that was the setting sun. Like, because every junkie's like a setting sun and that's just the way it is. So, you know, mad respect going on there and mad respect to any musician that writes songs, records songs, releases albums, makes money off the albums. I think that Spotify ultimately is just a great big giant thief, as is Apple Music. I finally surrendered to Apple Music and pay them the 10 bucks a month and listen to everything that I want. And I'm like basically taking money directly out of my friend's band's pockets, like Bottle Rocket and Descendants and whomever else. Because they don't get royalties checks anymore, they get like fifty cent, fifty cent checks from Spotify. Some of the greatest musicians to ever play music are getting like fifty cent checks from Spotify. It's fucking bullshit. So you know, there's that. But I think the the and and I I want no more than for musicians to take the power back to to just take their albums back and to just go DIY and just start peddling CDs out of the trunks of their car. I think that would just be the coolest thing ever. Like make music that's so badass that people will drive for hundreds of miles to buy a copy of the CD out of the trunk of your car that they can only play on a CD player. I think Coldplay when they released a they released an album several years ago at the beginning of Apple, at uh, the beginning of iTunes and you could, there was something about it you couldn't replicate. So you could upload this you could upload it into Apple or into iTunes but I don't think you could like download it into someone else's iPod. It was something. It was something like that. I'm not exactly sure, um, but I, th- I think it was radio. Did I say Radiohead or Coldplay? I think it was Radiohead. But um, yeah, I, like I'm all for that. I'm all for like having it be nothing but vinyl. Let's just bring back analog vinyl and give the power back to the musicians because you have, you know, take for instance Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins, one of, I would argue, one of the greatest albums of the 20th century. I mean, just from start to finish, it's an absolute masterpiece. It's just an absolutely magnificent creation. And, you know, I just, the other day was bored. I'm like, oh, Siamese Dream. And I just downloaded it off Apple, you know, Apple Music. I'd be more than happy to go to the record store and pay 10 bucks for that or 15 bucks for that and put it in the car and just rock it. So that's a side note. But, this this whole thing that's going on with Rogan is just really, for me, it's incredibly, 
it's just really sad. It's very sad. I mean, am I excusing a person that uses the N-word? Of course not. Do I use that word? I do not. You know, all that being said, have I been politically correct on uh, politically incorrect on this podcast? Absolutely. Have I said things that I've regretted? Absolutely. Have I made slurs? Absolutely. Have I cleaned up as the result of having have I cleaned things up? you know, energetically, spiritually, um, once I realized that I was veering away from spirit and into the realm of my sometimes inflated ego. Yes. I always admit when I'm, you know, I will, if I am made, if it's, if it's made aware to me that I'm wrong or that I'm off base or that I need to correct myself or that I need to make a, a, a course correction or an adjustment, I will. And that's what I saw with Joe Rogan on his Instagram post. Um, is he was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to, I'm going to do my best moving forward. (laughs) Like what more could you ask for from a human being? You're right. I was wrong. I'll try to do better next time that, or I will do better next time. And furthermore, you know, I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I spent 10 hours listening and taking notes to listening to and taking notes, um, listening to two podcast interviews that Joe Rogan did, one with the Dark Horse podcast host, hosts, Brett Weinstein, and I forget the other woman, Heather something, um, and uh, the, the woman's name, Heather something or another, and then um, the, the Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Peter McCullough, and it took me hours and hours to go through this stuff just to, just to be able to present what I had discovered or what I had taken from those talks responsibly. And I, what, I, what I'm not seeing is there, there are really just two interviews in question or two t- conversations in question, one with Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone, who's the inventor of the mRNA technology or holds several patents with MRA vaccine technology. And the number of medical journal citations that are present in each of those interviews, it was is probably, I mean, I would at least a dozen, maybe two dozen, maybe three dozen, if you were to combine those two. And I don't see anyone arguing the specific points. And then according to Russell Brand, apparently there's this 270 doctors that signed this petition to remove Joe Rogan from Spotify for spreading misinformation. One of them's a veterinarian. One of them's just like a podcaster. You know, I don't know if some of them are just PhDs, but, and how many of them are actually medical doctors. But again, you don't see any of the specific points argued. And so that's, that's what's concerning to me. And going back to this whole Neil Young thing, I listened to uh, Russell Brand's talk on YouTube and Apparently, there's this gigantic financial component with the whole Neil Young thing. And, um, you know, Neil Young just takes his music off Spotify, strikes a deal with Amazon, goes over to Amazon. Amazon isn't, you know, let, and Amazon has been accused of things like trying to monopolize the sale of every single product to every single person everywhere for the rest of eternity. Um, and, you know, workers' rights and warehouse conditions and all that stuff, right? But apparently, so... Neil Young had had sold, this is according to Russell Brand, had sold his catalog to this company called Hypnosis for $150 million. And then Hypnosis then signed a deal with Blacks, this company called Blackstone, who are responsible for 
driving the price up, driving the price of real estate through the roof by basically buying up entire neighborhoods. And then Blackstone's senior advisor is Jeffrey Kindler, who's the former CEO of Pfizer. So it's just kind of like, hmm, like what's going on there, Neil Young? I wonder. And, you know, it's just, am I, am I saying that it's, that, that, Pfizer is shaking down Neil Young or that Pfizer is manipulating Neil Young? I'm not, but that's just interesting to say the least. And so um, it all kind of seems to come back to Pfizer or Fauci or, you know, who the hell knows? But then you've got this, you know, Joe, Joe Rogan is accused of spreading, you know, misinformation, but if you look back over the course of the pandemic, it's just been one piece of misinformation after another, after another. And so you go through and you, this is all from Russell Brand's video, but there's this clip of Rachel Maddow and she says regarding the vaccine that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Now, that's just not true. That is misinformation or disinformation or untrue information or a bald-faced lie. But she's not getting any shit for it, is my point, right? And so, you know, do I think Joe Rogan should be using the N-word? Like, no. Do I think he currently uses the N-word? Probably not. Have I used the N-word before growing up? I did um, as an adult. I have not. Um, is that word okay? Absolutely not. Are people allowed to make mistakes? Absolutely. And so what we, you know, David Hawkins is great. There's this one talk where this person is like making this, she's like pleading with David Hawkins or she's seeking this, 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 you know, this, um, what's the word like lofty spiritual she's just seeking like the ultimate spiritual guidance from the ultimate spiritual teacher david hawkins and she's like dr hawkins dr hawkins thank you for hearing me i'm struggling so much with self-forgiveness how do i forgive myself how do i forgive myself i just can't forgive myself and he just looks at her and he's like well i mean do you feel bad about what you did? And she's like, oh, of course. He's like, well, then forgive yourself. Like, that's it. Like, if you did something and you feel bad about it, like, that's it. If you did something you don't feel bad about it, that's fucked up. Or maybe you did something you don't feel bad about it because your feelings are boxed up and buried away because of some, like, hardcore, gnarly fucking childhood trauma. And you can't even access your feelings, so you don't even know how to feel bad because you don't know how to feel anything. You don't know how to feel good either, and so your words just come out in ways that you don't mean them to, or your actions come out in ways that you don't mean them to, or you just end up punching people because it's the only fucking thing that you know how to do, you know? Um, and so you don't even know how to feel bad. Like, that's a whole other thing. Now, if you're just a sociopath and you don't have feelings or you don't have any sense of remorse, even, like possible if, if, if remorse isn't even possible for you if you're just a complete psycho like perhaps that that is some role that fits inside of the gigantic cosmic picture as well but you know i'm watching joe rogan be like yeah you're right like i'm not as responsible this is what i I'm, i wasn't as responsible as i could have been and this is what i'm going to do moving forward and people are just like fuck that guy 
fuck that guy, cancel him, cancel him. And then, you know, India Re comes forward. Yeah, he used the N-word. And, you know, maybe Neil Young is being manipulated by Pfizer and Fauci <laughs> and, and you know, the rest of that gigantic establishment. We don't know. Um, but I see a guy who's just like, you know, really doing his best. If you look at the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, the first is be impeccable with your words. So use, use words in an impeccable way. And it's not, it's not like necessary. It doesn't necessarily mean honoring your word, like doing what you say you're going to do, like integrity. It's like, it really, um, it basically says that every word is a spell and, and it's either a good spell or a bad spell. Every word is magic. It's either good magic or it's black magic. And so, I there have been times on this podcast where my words have become black magic. And that's just sort of part of the human experience is our words sometimes turn into black la- black magic. And anytime you slander somebody, that's ba- black magic. Anytime you gossip about somebody, that's black magic. And so there's he the, the first the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. And it's almost impossible to be impeccable with your word. At all times, like if 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 you've ever met a uh, a CEO, like not like a not like a mono monomaniacal is that the word megalomaniac CEO, not like a not like a power hungry CEO, but like a, a success like a successful, powerful, compassionate CEO, um, you will notice that they use language very in 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 the same way. That if you've ever met like a Native American chief uses language and chief executive officer, there's every single word is chosen with precision. It's fascinating. I've worked and and so see like very I've worked I've worked with a couple of CEOs and they have a way of <clears throat> expressing what needs to be expressed often in very powerful and very graceful ways. And the one I had a I had a Native American chief I was introduced to years ago. His name was T- Two Turtles, I believe. Um, and I spoke with him, and every single word he used, it was like perfect. He used language perfectly to express exactly what there was to be expressed from spirit. And and you know, I'm not suggesting that every CEO is you know that every good CEO is perfect with their language all the time or that every Native American chief is uh, impeccable with their language all the time. But um, it it's something to strive for is being impeccable with your word. And yes, Joe Rogan has not always been impeccable with his words. Um, I don't think Ben Shapiro is always impeccable with his words. Um, I, you know, I'm a person who gets influenced very easily. So sometimes I will hear someone using being less than impeccable with their words, and then I'll start being less impeccable with mine. I mean, <laughs> look what happened when kids started listening to gangster rap in the late '80s, early '90s. People became very high school students became incredibly non-impeccable, in in impeccable with their words and their language. So, so the the second of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. And that's what you see with this Joe Rogan stuff is people are just taking things very, very personally and they're getting very offended. And then the third agreement is um, 
What is the third agreement? Give me a sec. The third agreement is don't make assumptions. And you see all sorts of people, myself included, making all sorts of assumptions. And then the fourth is, uh, agreement is to always do your best. Just always do your best. And that's one of the things I appreciate. You know, anyone that goes, and I'm this isn't even Rogan now. It's like anyone who goes to any length to create something particularly artistic that has an impact on the world. They have very often done their absolute very best. So to, to bring back the, the example of Siamese dream, like those, that album, Billy Corgan did his absolute best in the recording of that album as did the rest of the band members. But Billy, Billy Corgan was basically the mastermind behind it. And the interview with him, the talk with him and Joe Rogan is really fascinating. Although Billy Corgan is just such a, he really is a douchey guy. Side note, uh, I could see why people would think that think like think that Joe Rogan is a complete fucking douchebag. I completely understand that. You're allowed to be a douchebag. People think I'm a douchebag. You know, like you're allowed to be a douchebag. But just because you're a douchebag doesn't mean you should lose your entire platform. And I'm I'm gonna go like even Donald Trump. I don't believe that Donald Trump should have lost his Twitter platform for being a douchebag. And it, it just sort of, um, I think that what's happening is that what, what I think what you're going to start seeing happen with all of this um, canceling and with all of this um, drive to have everyone be politically correct all the time and with this um, wokeanism is that it just eventually when you can't freely express who you are, you start to become, you start to sort of, it starts to eat you. It starts to eat you inside and, and eat away at you inside. And, um, and, and that energy needs to go somewhere. And so what's happening is people are censoring themselves more and more and more because they don't want to get censored. And it's leading to, I mean, you could argue it's leading to a, like a spiritual crisis in the world. And so I'm, for me, it's never about, the content. It's not what Joe Rogan said and when he said it and what he meant and all that. It's about the, the overall, the overarching context, which is that it's not safe to be yourself. It's not safe to make mistakes. And, you know, there are people on the other side of things who are afforded all sorts of mistakes, like this whole, you know, this Rachel Maddow thing. Like she passed on some pretty serious disinformation. So you could have listened to Rachel Maddow. Bill Gates said the same thing in another talk, in one of his talks. But um, you could have, you're vaccinated, you just got vaccinated, you watch Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow tells you, um, I can go see my grandmother now. You go see your grandmother, your grandmother catches COVID because you gave it to her because the vaccine doesn't stop infection and she dies. And and Rachel Maddow doesn't catch any heat for that. That's what I'm. That's that's what I'm always pointing to, and it has absolutely nothing to do with who's on the left or who's on the right. It has to do with like what the truth is. What's the fucking truth here? She passed mis deadly, potentially deadly misinformation to a million listeners, or however many it is. And many of those people took her advice, and perhaps many people died as a result, and she's not catching any heat. So what is the, 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 the context almost occurs as if it's just there's like a fundamental imbalance of justice, ultimately, that serves 
particular powers or particular interests that we're not aware of. But more and more people are just waking up and seeing that something is fucked up. I mean, I'm just having I'm having so many one-on-one conversations with so many people. Like there are there are like for instance, I was um Facebook messaging with a friend of mine not that long ago, it was triple vaxxed, who ended up in the hospital with COVID, getting her lungs scanned. And you could just feel the cognitive dissonance radiating radiating off of this person. This sort of like what the fuck? I got the vaccine. The vaccine's supposed to work, but the vaccine didn't work. I'm in the hospital getting my lungs scanned. And another friend of mine, triple vaxxed, got COVID. Fairly serious case of it. Still has it. It was like two or three weeks ago that she was diagnosed. Same thing. She's just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> and now I'm hearing all of these stories about these things that are happening to these people, which are just rumors or conspiracies. No adverse effects to see over here. Not one single adverse effect. No. Um, so who the hell knows what's going on? And, and who knows what the interests ultimately are that are being served the most? I don't know. But all I know is that if you, if you look at all of it, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. And so I take truth very seriously. And it is starting to occur more and more that you can't get people to believe lies forever. And you can't fool all the people all the time. And there are more and more people who just seem to be waking up and going, hmm. Because I actually think Rogan will, I actually think that Rogan, um, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll survive. I think he, you know, even if he has to go to another platform or invent his own platform or maybe go over the Daily Wire or something, I think Joe Rogan will survive because I think he has a commitment to something different than those in the mainstream have. And I think that he ultimately answers to different forces than those in the mainstream do. And it's not like there's a big, there's a big rallying. There's not, it's not like people are really rallying behind him or actually get, I guess they are rallying behind him. You just can't see the rally. So there's sort of like this rally happening in the shadows and the, it just occurs as if the grip that the powers that be have on all of this is just loosening more and more and more. So if you want to uh, check out the Cliff High video that I have attached in the snow no- uh, in the show notes and watch the first um, like five minutes of it, he talks about how doubt is creeping in. Doubt is creeping in to the normies from all sides. People are just starting to be like, this is not adding up. And he just kind of runs over it very succinctly. So check that out if you want. Check out the Russell Brand video in the show notes. Uh, Check out the Ben Shapiro link in the show notes. And uh, come to your own conclusions. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, my angel friends, how are you? Hello, my angel friends.
Thank you.